Welcome to this new episode of Head and Heart by Probe Ministries. I'm your host today, Paul Rutherford, and we're going to be asking the question, is Christmas a pagan holiday? That is the question. Is Christmas a pagan holiday? And we're going to be joined in studio by my colleague of several years, been on this podcast several times, Tom Davis is here with me. Hey, how are you doing, Paul? I'm doing great, man. Listener, I hope this is encouraging to you. Let, Let me say, let me say Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas season. This is a fun season. I love the season. Tom, you love Christmas, don't you? Yeah, Christmas is one of my favorite times of the year. Yeah, I know you love Christmas. And that's one reason that we're having this conversation today is because of your passion for Christmas. Tom, you've been on the podcast before, but for our listener who maybe is first time listening, why don't you give them a quick bio on who you are and what you do around here at Probe? Yeah, so um, Tom Davis, I'm one of the research associates here um, at Probe. And my research interests are kind of uh, biblical studies as worldview formation, um, you know, kind of looking at the grand narrative of the, of the Bible. And I'm also interested in all things historical Jesus, um, which ties right in with Christmas and yeah, it does. what we're celebrating. Yeah. Okay, great. So your interests, research interests are in Jesus and in biblical worldview, things of that nature. Great, thanks. And by the way, listener, if you're new to us as a ministry, Probe Ministries, I encourage you to go check out our website, probe.org, P-R-O-B-E dot O-R-G. There's tons of free resources there, right, Tom? I mean, there's articles, there's this podcast you should be able to find there, other podcasts, there's all kinds of stuff, answers to hard questions. That's really what we're about at Probe. We're a Christian worldview and apologetics ministry. We want you to think biblically about everything in life. If you have a faith in Jesus, if you don't have a faith in Jesus, we want you to have a faith in Jesus. That's not our specialty, but that's definitely true about us. So that's a bit of who we are and what we're talking about today. And so, Tom, without further ado, why don't we go ahead and get into it and start with the question, is Christmas a pagan holiday? Do you have a quick answer to that question before we get into the details? Yeah, the quickest answer to that question is no. No, yeah. Was that too easy of a setup? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little too easy. Okay, so no. Um, no, Christmas yeah. is not a pagan holiday. But there are more details there that we are going to discuss. But yeah. your passion for Christmas, I'll say this before we get into the first question, because I have some questions for you, is that you love Christmas. It's a passion of yours. But more importantly, the reason we're bringing this up is because, listener, I'm going to let you in on a little secret here. Tom and I decided to do this podcast during the Christmas season because we've started hearing these things that get talked about all the time that are basically just not true, just lies about Christmas, that Christmas is somehow a pagan holiday. And that's a particular passion for you, right, Tom? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. As uh, we've been talking about this, I can tell you get your your blood pressure up, you get going when we start (laughs) talking about this. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. and it happens... um, Every Christmas, I hear the same objections, and um, every Christmas, I have to give the same answers to those objections. Yeah, and you were telling me something the other day. What was it? Did somebody post something to social media, like on Facebook? Why don't you tell that story? Yeah, so, yeah, here recently, when I get on, it's on Facebook and different chat groups, um, we'll get things where people are talking about, years and years ago, it was always the atheist every year that I'd hear it. Mm-hmm. Now what I find is when I go to Christian chat rooms on Facebook, Christians are now posting that saying, don't celebrate Christmas, it's pagan. Um, and there's there's a whole lot of reasons to celebrate Christmas, and there's um, 
a whole lot of reasons why to say it is not pagan um, that don't even necessarily even depend on the date. Um, like even we'll get into why later on, but even yeah, we're going to talk about dates and stuff. even if December twenty fifth was chosen because pagans were celebrating then, there's still good reasons to celebrate Christmas on that you know in December. Yeah, and so one thing I remember you telling me about this uh, this instance that you experienced on online chat rooms or social media forums was just you seemed really upset that believers in Jesus are perpetuating this myth that Christmas is a pagan holiday. Yeah. And you're just, you were, there's no reason for this. No. If you're an atheist or a non-believer, God bless you. And you want to say this, you're free to say that. That's fine. But if you believe in Jesus and you believe in what's revealed in the word, the historic Christian faith, there's very little evidence for this. So please stop saying it. <laughs> Maybe that's your first application point. Yeah. If this is you, we want you to stop saying it. And at worst case scenario or minimal, we want to raise some questions that are hopefully historically verifiable to give you pause on this position. Is yeah. that fair, Tom? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's really why we're talking. I just wanted to set it up, the conversation. This is the why. This is the context of why we're bringing up this conversation to begin with. So, okay. So, Tom. So my first question for you is about Saturnalia. So is Christmas a Christianized version of Saturnalia? Because sometimes I hear that one. No, it is not. Saturnalia, generally speaking, was celebrated earlier in December. Yes, tell us about Saturnalia. Between December 17th and December 23rd, the exact dates weren't even unified throughout the Roman Empire, from what I understand, um, from the research I've done. Okay. So it wasn't like... It was kind of a set time of year, but not a set date that was universally observed throughout the empire. But it was like that that period in the middle of December was kind of universally observed. And it has to do with uh, a worship of Saturn and wanting of Saturn and, and kind of the gods to Saturn to reign as king again. Okay, so what I hear you saying is that Saturnalia is an ancient Roman holiday to celebrate the ancient Roman god of Saturn. Yes. Okay. And that holiday happened to fall in December. Yes. Okay. So if I take the skeptic's position, and I play devil's advocate, so to speak, it would make sense that you could look at that historically and say, oh, that holiday was celebrated in December, so when Christmas also happens in December, then at that point, it could be, it could possibly be true that Christmas being celebrated on December 25th is just copying or imitating the already extant holiday of Saturnalia, this ancient Roman celebration, this festival, this holiday of this Roman god Saturn. So that would be conceivable. But yeah. Tom, I hear you saying that that's not the case. Yeah, um, it's entirely conceivable. Um, you know, it's it's not even out of the realm of, of being able to see conceive it, being able to imagine it happening that way. The problem is that there is no evidence from the early Christian writings that connects this in any way to wanting to create some kind of rival holiday at that time. The early writings of the Christians doesn't suggest anything like that. Um, and the early writings of the Christians are very early when you compare it to... Uh, yeah, so the celebration of Christmas is a couple of hundred years later after, after Saturnalia is there. But none of the early Christian writings connecting it to Saturnalia, a desire to create a rival 
Um, in fact, the Christians are talking about it before they have any, any kind of political or social power. The first two mentions of this, interesting enough, the first two mentions of this are, we have uh, two Christians, uh, Sextus Julius Africanus, who lives from A.D. 180 to 250, and uh, Hippolytus, uh, who lives from 165 to 235. And Hippolytus mentions uh, the birth of Jesus in his commentary on Daniel. So in his commentary on Daniel, you know, there's no like desire in that commentary to advocate some kind of rival holiday. They're, they're talking about when they thought Jesus was born. And even if they're wrong on when they thought Jesus was born, what's absent from their, their writings is any desire to copy some kind of pagan festival. Okay, so what I hear you saying is that the earliest writings, earliest mentions that we have from church fathers who are acknowledging the celebration of Christmas as a holiday, the birthday of Jesus, something like that, a, ce a celebration dated around the same time of year that they think he was born. There's no mention of motive or connection to Saturnalia. No. So when we think about motive and what, what at least what those two were intending, Hippolytus and who was the other one? Um, Sextus of... yeah. Sextus Julius Africanus. Sextus Julius Africanus, okay. So those two make no mention connecting it to Saturnalia. So there's there's no real good historical grounds for that charge, that Christmas is just a Christianized version of Saturnalia, at least when we go back to our earliest sources, historically speaking, for celebrating Christmas. Yeah, our earliest sources don't even, that are, that are discussing when Jesus was born, when Christmas, don't even mention that. Hmm. Okay, very interesting. Okay, so there's another one that gets compared to Christmas, and that one is the celebration of Sol Invictus, who I know is a Roman god. So the question is, is Christmas just a Christianized version of Solus Invictus? Um, the answer to that is no. Okay. So Solus Invictus is the god. It's kind of worshiping. It's the shortest. They're, they're timing it on the shortest day of the year, which was the time when they thought that the sun god would be at his weakest point. So like the Greeks and the Romans and um, had different ideas about that day. And actually the, the emperor Aurelius, his, he's the one instituting it, but it actually comes at least 50 years too late for Christians to be copying that day. So when we look at it historically speaking, you're saying that celebrations of Christmas predate celebrations of, what, what's it called? I think I... Sol Invictus. Sol Invictus. Yes. So yeah, and it's it's instituted by Emperor Aurelian, December 25th, 274. But by 274, um, the Christians that were originally writing about it, um, Julius Africanus and Hippolytus, uh, they've already been dead for a while. So 274, it's at least it's at least 50 years too late, you know, for, for Christians to be copying that day. Okay. So in this case, your answer uh, being no, is Christmas a Christianized version of Solus Invictus? You're saying no, and it's based on historical grounds because Christmas is, were, historically predates it. Yeah. At least in that sense. Yes. That it has um, groundings and evidence for it having been celebrated before that holiday. Yes. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. 
uh, my understanding of the celebration of the god Sol Invictus the was that it it off it involves getting up at sunrise, observing intently the sun coming up. It involves offering of incense, uh, and it can also involve animal sacrifice, excepting for cattle. Shouldn't celebrate cattle because King Helios was associated with cattle being sacred or the celebration of as they understood the the sun god. The ancient Romans understood the sun god. Yeah. There are associations in the mythology between him. And making cattle sacred. So don't celebrate a cow. Don't, don't sacrifice a cow in order to celebrate this holiday. But do feast. Sun-dried foods were encouraged. Uh, foods and banqueting and, and merriment and lots of food. I think lots of cultures can connect with that. Yeah. Making, making merry themselves with lots of food <laughs> in yeah. whatever holiday you're celebrating. Yeah. And so that was my understanding of how that was celebrated to celebrate the ancient Roman god of the sun. Or, yeah. Sol, or Sol Invictus through that holiday, which was also dated around that uh, that winter solstice. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that was December 25th. And um, some of the reading, some of the research I've done actually um, suggests that December 25th was picked to try and replace Christmas with a pagan holiday. So you mean choosing to celebrate Sol Invictus? Uh, on the 25th was a was itself a response to Christmas already being celebrated on the 25th. Yes, because Aurelian didn't like Christians. Is that right? And he he wanted something to draw attention away from what they were doing. Huh. Okay. And my understanding is that that holiday never quite picked up. Um. At least in its in its time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it kind of fell flat within the empire. Yeah. yeah. It didn't. It didn't gain much traction. It didn't become a thing, as people say these days. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't trending on Twitter if they'd had third century Twitter. Yeah. I joke yeah. with that. Sat Saturnalia was a thing, Sol Invictus was not. Okay. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so another question that I have, and this one might connect more with, with our listener in terms of answering the question, is Christmas a pagan holiday? I'm talking with my coworker. Tom Davis, you've been on the podcast several times, and we've um, we've been coworkers for several years, and I'm I'm enjoying our conversation about Christmas type things. I mean, it's the season, and you love Christmas, and this is a passion for you, and you hear things like this get repeated on social media or in chat rooms or online forums, especially, but particularly by Christians that Christmas is somehow a pagan holiday or it ha has so many pagan associations, it must be just a copycat of some other pagan holiday. And so we're trying to dispel these myths. In fact, I think in one of our conversations about how we would talk about this conversation today, we talked about myth busting. Yeah. Myth yeah. busters. And that was a TV show. It was a popular TV show yeah. that I didn't really watch, but it seemed cool. Yeah, I saw a couple episodes. Yeah. It was, it was pretty neat. And so my last question for you here about is Christmas a pagan holiday has to do with Christmas trees. And yeah. I hear this charge myself a lot. So our Christmas, so the question is, are Christmas trees just a Christianized pagan symbol no they they're not there were lots of people that used in fact let me get into kind of an argument that i ran into for the first time this year okay was that christmas trees um that jeremiah condemns the worship of christmas trees mm. yeah I've, I've heard about that yeah and it, they're these people referring to the passage where jeremiah talks about um you know you cut down a tree you cut up part of it you craft it you you dress it up, you put you put metal on it, gold and silver on it, and then mm -hmm. you take the other and you burn it and you heat your food. 
Um, that's not a reference to Christmas trees at all. That's a reference to the practice of cutting down a tree and making an idol out of part of the tree. Mm, mm. And then you would, you know, these idol makers would carve it out of wood first, and then they would inlay it with gold, and then they they would sell it to someone, and this idol would become like a household god, okay. and the people would offer food to it and stuff like that. Okay. And that's not what a Christmas tree is at all. And, you know, we do know that from the research I've done, the the Romans and the Greeks didn't use trees, but they did use different types of um, evergreens, and they would make wreaths and stuff like that. Um, the Germans used trees in, in some of their, like, uh, winter festivities and stuff, and apparently, from some of the reading I've did, um, so did the, the Norse, the Norwegians, the Vikings. Um, they would use trees. Okay, so what I hear you saying is that the use of Christmas trees is not a Christianized version of a pagan practice. No. But I do hear you saying that it does not have Christian roots. It comes from other cultures, other celebrations. Yeah, and those other cultures wouldn't have called it a Christmas tree, is one thing to keep in mind. You mean like the Germans? Yeah. Yeah, yeah my they're... understanding is the first origins of that were the 1500s. Yeah, 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 1500s. Um, I read one source that I wasn't really able to verify that said that um, Martin Luther may have been the first one to put lights on the Christmas tree. They would have had candles. And during the okay. 1600s, 1700s, the Germans would set these candles on their trees and light the candles. And um, they, they said uh, that that might have started with Martin Luther. Well, that's great if you're Protestant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, Protestants would all love that. Yeah, and Martin Luther, if he thought he was doing something pagan, would have completely stopped. Yep, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, so the point here being that Christmas trees are are not pagan, but in this sense of the word, now we're talking a little bit more strictly in terms yeah. of understanding paganism as a particular type of religion or a particular type of, yeah, a particular religion. So yeah. may, it may not be pagan, but we're also... I hear you saying it's not Christian either, but I also hear you. Well, I guess I'm, you're not saying it, but I'm assuming it. So you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but the use of Christmas trees to celebrate the Christmas holiday is not antithetical to the true spirit or the meaning of Christmas where Christmas is defined by celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, I would say even if, even if it were true that these other pagan holidays had trees and that Christians copied that, uh, the Christian symbol means something different than the pagans mean by their trees. That's right? good. So the Christian isn't using it as the same symbol. They're using it as a different symbol. They're using it to symbolize something else. Um, they're actually, in some of the writings... Um, indicating that they're using it to symbolize the tree of life in the Garden of Eden. Hmm. And so that's when they started hanging red ball ornaments on the trees as the fruit on the tree of life. Is that right? No. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Now, Tom, you raise a really good point here with respect to symbols, symbology, symbolism, and the meanings of symbols, that there's more to the symbol than its appearance, uh, in fact, it's mostly about what it represents, 
And while the same symbol can look the same, it can mean two very different things to two very different people groups. Yes. And that's, that is a critical distinction to keep in mind. Yeah. You know, to compare this to the other holiday we just recently celebrated, but we also talk about in terms of, is it okay for Christians to celebrate holiday fill in the blank? Halloween often gets thrown in there. Yeah. And in fact, we have an article at the probe website about this. And if you listener, if you're interested, you should totally check this out. Our coworker Sue Boland goes into it and it's, and she does a fantastic job treating that issue. But that say a similar dynamic here is at play with respect to just because you go trick or treating doesn't mean that you are participating in occultic practices or druidic practices or things that Christians should otherwise not be doing. <laughs> Point being the, the symbol or the outward practice can mean different things to different people. And that's a critical distinction. Is that fair, Tom? Yeah. So, yeah. So even if, if a symbol is co-opted, um, that in itself shouldn't be problematic. Um, the question should be like, why are we using the symbol? What do we mean by the symbol? Um, mm -hmm. And that should that should be the primary question we have. Yeah, no, that's good. Okay, so the topic we've been talking about today is, is Christmas a pagan holiday? Does it have pagan origins? And we've talked about several. We've talked about whether or not it's a just a version of Saturnalia, which it's not. Is it is it a Christianized version of Sol Invictus, which again you're saying it's not? And uh, are Christmas trees are those really just pagan symbols that we've just tried to we've baptized to use Christian terminology that we've baptized and, and introduced into the kingdom? Yeah. Um, strictly no, but also admittedly not itself biblical or Christian, but also mo most importantly not expressly forbidden and it's acceptable as a cultural practice as a cultural behavior, yeah, or celebration. And so, so then, since we've talked about those things, we've answered those questions, let's do this a different way, Tom. Can you lay out for us a historically grounded narrative of how we got to celebrating Christmas the way we have it today, on December 25th, as the birth of Jesus? Yeah, so as far as the exact dates and, and when these celebrations started and exactly how they shaped and everything when we started using symbols... Those things are kind of murky. But we do know that these discussions as to when, what day Christ was born, uh, we know that they were going on during the late 1st, early 2nd century, you know, at least 50 years before Sol Invictus. And we know what the discussions were about. We have their discussions. Uh, for instance, when we look at Hippolytus's commentary, he just states it out in the for the first advent of our lord in the flesh when he was born in bethlehem eight days before the calends of january that happens to match up with our current calendar december, december 25th. 25th yeah yeah mm -hmm. um the fourth day of the week um he's just laying it out there the discussions um the earliest discussions fell fell on either december 25th and then a little bit later january 6th January 6th in the Eastern Orthodox Church is the, the biggest focus on, on the whole Christmas season. Um, and so they would, the most of your Orthodox would say that Jesus was born on January 6th. Mm. Um, and that was kind of the opinion in the East. And we know that some of the, ar the arguments that they had have no discussions to do with anything pagan. 
some of the discussions had to do with a, an idea that, that the Jews had, that if you knew the day that a person died, if you added nine months to that, you would know the day that the person was born. Interesting. And so if you look at Easter... Yeah, the Gospels clearly record when Jesus yeah. was crucified, yeah. yeah. And Christmas is roughly nine months later. Interesting. Based on an assumption about people's yeah. death and birth being correlated. Yeah, and inter day. interestingly enough, um, I came into another argument that I hadn't heard before as I was preparing for this podcast. And this argument was correlating the date of Jesus's birth to John the Baptist's father, Zacharias, and when he goes into the temple. And they say we can correlate the day that he goes into the temple. Yes. Because we know what feast that was. Yes. And then we can add six months to the birth of Jesus, if my memory is correct on that. But we can calculate from that to the birth of Jesus. Interesting. Because we know that that was when it was revealed to him by the angel that his wife would be with child. Yeah. And then we also know from the Gospels that his wife's Elizabeth, yeah. son, John the Baptist, uh, we have the dates correlated on between his conception and Mary's conception. Yeah, so we can, yeah, so we can add, we can basically add nine months to find out the day that John the Baptist was born, and then six months to find out the day that Jesus was born. And um, that was something new for me. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Right. I'd read, actually found out that it was in an article I'd read a couple of years ago and forgot about it. Now, I'm going to try and make a distinction here that I, I hope is helpful, but it may be, it may not be helpful, but I think it's true. So what I hear you saying is we have historical documentation that uh, church fathers were wrestling with the date as early as the first century yeah. after Jesus' death and resurrection, which is super early as far as I'm concerned. It can't get any earlier than that. And December 25th was in the conversation. January 6th was in the conversation. So it was right in that same season. Yeah. And that's really the point. It's probably a minor point of how accurate that was. Yeah. Uh, that may or may not be the actual day that Jesus was born. But, but the point you're making is when we talk about Christian as a tradition, as a holiday to remember an anniversary, to remember the significance of Jesus by celebrating his birth, Christians as far back as we can go, we're choosing that date. Right or wrong, yeah. they were talking about that date. They sincerely yeah. believed it. Right yeah. or wrong, they sincerely believed it. Yeah, they were talking about that date, and their conversations had nothing to do with co-opting anything pagan. That's great. I think that's really the key here for yeah. this conversation. Is they weren't trying to create a Christian version of anything. They were trying a Christian version of something else, whether that be a celebration of Sol Invictus or the Roman god Saturn. That's that wasn't part of the conversation. It was really genuinely about celebrating Jesus, acknowledging that He was God. He was the God of gods. Yeah, He was the Son of Man. Yep, that's fascinating. Well, Tom, thank you for sharing that. This has been a really enlightening conversation. I really enjoyed this. This is fun to talk about things that matter during the Christmas season. Listener, I hope you've been encouraged, and you've had some maybe some myths busted for you. Had some questions answered for you. As always, we have tons more resources at the website, which I've already plugged probe.org you should go check it out most of them are free you can also buy some books that we recommend and we love that are great tom i've really enjoyed our conversation today thanks for being here thanks for being on the podcast with me yeah thanks for having me on the podcast yeah man listener we will uh see you next time yeah.